everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the FF Club. We are just a couple of friends who like to watch films. My name is Michelle and I am procrastinating. I'm Madhura and I'm watching The Rain. I'm Daniela and I am also procrastinating. Um, so this week we watched another one of my all-time favorite films. This is Afterlife, um, 1998, directed by Hirokazu Koreeda. I know we haven't given a disclaimer for spoilers before this movie, but for this movie, please watch the movie before you hear anything. Going in blind, I think, is the best way to experience it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to give a brief summary. So the basic concept of this movie is that after you die, you have three days to choose one memory that will stay with you for the rest of your life. And then after you choose this memory, there's a group of, um, I guess, this like film crew that will recreate and film this memory for you so that you can take it onto your next life or whatever, or wherever they go. They, they kind of keep it ambiguous, but um, that is the basic premise of this movie. And then we also delve further into like the dynamics between these workers in this like purgatory place and kind of their lives and yeah it's kind of just a movie about memories and moving on i first watched this movie last year i remember it very clearly it was january 1st it was the first movie i watched um in 2019 and it was a great start to the year um i was first introduced to this filmmaker a couple of years ago, I think back in like 2016, I watched um, Our Little Sister. And I only watched it because I don't know if anyone of you know Kentaro Sakaguchi, the model. No? Well, he's very handsome. And he was <laughs> in this movie for like like two seconds when I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I watched it and it was a great movie. And then I kind of, I got more into him back in 2018 with all the like shoplifters festival buzz. And it was great. Um, so yeah, this is my favorite movie of his that I've seen. And I think it's just like a, just a perfect piece of cinema all over. There's like s- some movies that just kind of instantly draw you and you just know that it's going to be like with you for the rest of your life. And this is just one of them. So yeah, this is like one of my favorite movies. And I'm just really curious uh, what you guys thought of it. I went into this movie blind, not knowing anything, but assuming it was about some sort of afterlife because of the title. But I really liked it. It definitely has like an introspective feel to it and some meta elements that I particularly enjoyed. It reminded me a bit of the Truman Show in a bit, especially like near the end. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool. It just has you like reflect a lot about your own life and your own memories, which was it was super cool. And it was a really sweet movie too. Like I don't know. You don't you don't see a lot of those sort of movies nowadays so I I really enjoyed it. I went into the movie somewhat blind. I saw the trailer but I think the trailer could not have captured anything that the movie really was so I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I absolutely loved it. I think one of the things I liked about it the most was that over time like the movie builds up to be something that makes you feel a lot and that's similar to like what the characters themselves go through and I think like in the act of reflecting they change their minds about like the lives that they've lived or like not necessarily change their minds but I guess they come to realizations about the lives that they've lived and like what matters to them and I guess what should matter to us and how we approach life 
I also really, really liked like the visuals of the film because a lot of like afterlife movies, they try to focus on the technicalities of like what's happening and like how cool something looks, I guess. But in this movie, it was like they picked like this like old building and it was just you see like all the elements like, you know, snow, the trees and then the leaves. And it's just it has a feeling of like, oh, this is what life really is. So I really appreciated that. Simple isn't the word that I would use for it, but it was uh, content. Like the movie felt content. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like going back to what you were saying about um, kind of just the beauty of the stillness. I think Mm -hmm. when they were conducting the interviews, like the camera was completely still, right? So it it was really just framed like a painting. Like we were talking about this before, like the color palette, the just like mm-hmm. the the setup, like the mise-en-scene or whatever of everything <laughs> just made it feel like a Renaissance painting. And it was just really nice because like these people are part of like, they're just like wholly a part of this like film, right? And it was just really, yeah, it was just really serene. And I really liked how calm, how calming it was, even though, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like talking about death, which is like a very heavy topic, but these people were so just at ease. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, speaking on the surrealism, they didn't have to do much to make it surreal, you know? Like, you are dealing with a topic that should scare you, scares a lot of people, and it's hard to, I think, come to terms with. But the way they dealt with it, like, this is all set, and, like, all these people have just, like, recently died. But the way that they deal with it is through reflection of their lives, and it's not necessarily, like, regret of having died maybe but like regret of maybe not having lived the life that they thought they had but then coming to the realization that like life isn't about maybe necessarily these like grand moments or like these successes but like what you choose to value later on maybe something as simple as like a walk in the park or like sitting on a park bench with someone that you love so I thought that was and the setting for that was absolutely perfect because if it was like some sort of like fancy afterlife where they were like in the midst of the clouds you know like it would be harder to feel grounded or connected but like the way that it was all set up and the people interviewing themselves are also people like the workers there are also people I think you're able to see like how much care goes into each person's life and it's not who you are but it's like what you experienced and that everyone has something that they valued. I was going to say, with what you were saying there, I appreciate the lack, I guess, of special effects. um, Mm -hmm. Because it does have, like, that grounding feeling and there's nothing, like, even when the people themselves were making the movies, like, it was all, like, practical effects, I guess you could say. And even when at the end, like once you watch the your memory, you move on and you just it's kind of as simple as they turned on the lights and kind of like you were gone. And I kind of like that because like you were saying, it kind of grounds the movie a bit more and makes it in a way like even just more real, like something that you can relate to and nothing crazy like special effects or that they're on like somewhere completely different or the workers are like ghosts or something like I don't know like they're all just people like all like relatable and I I appreciate it I I guess I didn't really notice that there was like that lack of special effects until after the movie Mm -hmm. I think what I would liken it to like if you were going to give a gift to somebody like a handwritten card or like a drawing that you drew 
that reminded them of you versus like something fancy that you bought you know like i think we would always pick something that's more emotional or sentimental at the end of the day as something that sticks in your mind so like having that lack of special effects makes it all seem like a very natural like grounded part like you aren't like oh like we're dead and like this is somewhere in the clouds you know it was more just like we're still living in a sense so i appreciated that yeah mm -hmm. And I think with that too, like the whole grounding of it, I think it was really also, it was also really special to see that you could still have like, you could still make new connections with people even after you're dead. So like with, with Tanabe and all the workers too, like they were still creating those like meaningful relationships and learning from each other, right? Even after they were dead. So I think it's, the movie's also kind of just saying like your life is about how you are to other people. I really like that. And I think it's also just that, well, you may think of like the purgatory as like an in-between where it's just you're either reflecting on your past or trying to move on to the future. The workers show us that there is a lot of growth that some people like undergo within maybe even that week, like with Watanabe and him realizing like his relationship with his wife or like the worker who realizes like who's been stuck there for how many years, like 50, 50. years, yeah. yeah, 50 years that because he's been like tortured about like his past life but he comes to the realization through the help of someone else and like uh, that his life has value because he made someone else's happy mm -hmm. and i think you said something really nice too about how like how happy it would make you feel if you were part of like someone's memory that they chose to bring in with them mm -hmm. to the next life yeah i think that would truly be like peak success i don't know if success is the word i'd use like if someone the one memory that they chose from their life was a memory in which you were featured i think what more could you want right because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it's not necessary that you change the whole entire world but if you changed one person to any magnitude then you've lived your life fully i think like that's something to be content about so i think that's cool because the main character guy worker he didn't think like he had that much of an impact, I guess, mm. until he realized that he did with his um, ex-fiance. That that was really cool, too, that sometimes you you can think you're, you know, just with the people that you interact with or you can go through life and maybe think that you didn't really have that much of an impact on someone, but you really did. And sometimes, like, you'll never know it, really. goes to show how, like, you know, how important our human interactions are and like how much without realizing it like someone actually really values like your time and or do you just being there for them so I thought that was super cool mm -hmm. I completely agree I think when it comes down to it the movie is about human connections right regardless of if you're the worker or you like you're the people coming in none of the memories that are featured um well actually some of them but like all of the memories are about connecting, like sometimes with other people, sometimes with nature. But I think it's just about like being human. Like there was no one was like, oh, like I want a medal, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and that was like the memory that I want to take with me to like, you know, the future. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really liked, I think, how most of the memories that were chosen were so simplistic and like grounding. Mm -hmm. Like flying in the clouds, for example, and like watching nature and... Yeah, even Watanabe, the 70-year-old the who couldn't, like, make up his mind, at first he mm -hmm. was like, I want to see that I've made some sort of impact on the world, right? But then in the end, he mm -hmm. just chooses, 
just a simple scene with him and his wife just sitting in a park. Mm. Because I think the whole the whole week, right? He has a hard time choosing because he feels like uh, that everything he's done is so completely average. Because, like, I guess by relative standards, at least what society values, like what he did live was average. But he realizes like living a good life isn't average when it comes down to it because it was so full of love and you know whatever else it was like he lived that life in its entirety so i think i really appreciated that also like the girl who switched her memory from like going to disneyland <laughs> to like picking her being asleep and on in her mom's lap what do you guys think about that i thought that was super cute i think i mean obviously if you think of a time where you're really happy like i understand her disneyland voice it's kind of like an obvious one i guess they kind of implied that in the movie um but it's not exactly those like super like woo happy like i'm on splash mountain moments but something as simple as just kind of you know resting on your mother's lap is something that can seem so important and so sweet and it's just like a tender little moment um in time that i you know i'm thinking like i would definitely want to keep that memory with me forever um you know it's not one of exactly like super awesome happiness but it is like you know really sweet tender loving moment and I just think I mean in my life like I remember times where I've you know rested on my mother's lap and you know how comforting and how safe it feels and I'm kind of I really like how they had a girl choose that moment because it's such like a a sweet one that maybe a lot of people can relate to I think another interesting thing with like this concept of picking a memory, it's it's not that they want you to pick the happiest memory of your life. It's just that they want you to want you to pick something that sticks out to you the most. So I think I was reading something where um, Koreeda, the director, he interviewed like 500 people for this to kind of like get a sense of his film. And then he was really surprised at how many people pick like traumatic events in their life and not happy events to bring with them if they had only one memory they could bring with them. So I thought that was really interesting too. And then again, with the like 21 year old who who chose not to pick anything because he wanted to take responsibility for the life that he lived to. I thought that was also a very interesting message. Were they asked the question, like what memory stands out to you the most or like what memory would they bring with you? Because I think like something that stands out the most, like traumatic memories typically like yeah. they take up a lot of emotional yeah, space. I'm pretty sure they were asked just like the questions that, the people in this film were asked um so it was just what one memory would you choose to bring on with you and i guess like mm. i don't have an answer for that because i don't think i would pick something traumatic, traumatic. Like, yeah me neither yeah. yeah but like that concept of you know taking responsibility for your life that would that makes sense to me mm-hmm. i guess i can understand a traumatic thing like maybe for a lot of people it's like a turning point or something that something they were able to like live through maybe they were over to overcome or maybe it's just like a reminder of something like I don't know I think I in a way like I guess I can understand that like I wouldn't do it myself personally but I I guess I can see why some people would choose that um maybe it like has more of like a lasting effect on them than like any other memory yeah like it shaped who they became yeah yeah that's what I was gonna say because I think it's just like thinking about it if you had to choose one memory to bring on with you, like, who are you if not your memories, right? So I guess if you only pick something that was simple, but like happy, then it may not be like who you are as a person to the full extent, which is why I think personally, I would have had a very hard time choosing a memory. 
because like if I only had to be that memory then how would it really feel you know and like we were talking about before I don't think any of the memories any of them picked were purely just one emotion or one thing because I think at any given point in time we're feeling so many things so I think few memories are like untainted by other feelings like where it's just we're 100% elated and or 100% depressed and there's nothing else that we're feeling in that moment. So I think maybe they just picked something that is complex and that makes them feel so much. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like every time you think back to a memory, it's going to change, right? Depending on how you're feeling, mm-hmm. how, how much you've grown since the last time you thought about it. That's why I like this movie so much because it's so complex and you just, every time you watch it, it's just like something else comes up in your mind and it's like, I've never thought about it this way before. Yeah, like reading an online review, one of them was talking about how like basically by making the characters in the movie reflect on what they would choose, he kind of forces the viewer also to confront that and take that same journey in their own personal lives. Like it's never like on the nose as in they're like, oh, pick a memory (laughs) at us. But we tend to reflect on like uh, by watching others pick their memories, like, oh, like, is, did similar things happen in my life? Like, what do I value in life? Because you're drawn into the scenery and you're drawn into this like calming space where you feel like you can kind of let down a lot of your barriers. That's another thing. None of the workers are ever judgmental about what memories are picked, if that makes sense, right? They're never like, oh, that's it. Like, you just want to like recreate sitting in the park, like, or you just want to like recreate this other thing. So I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm coming into it like that old man who talks about like all the sex he's had like (laughs) I think it's a lot of like showmanship and like you have expectations of like what who you should be but when it comes down to it he ends up picking a memory of like him at his daughter's wedding that's something that truly made him happy so Mm -hmm. with the lady who pretended she was younger than she actually was like bringing that kind of like deception I guess is the best word for it into even like the afterlife because of this like fear that people are going to judge her but then realizing you know we're all human right we all kind of have that same kind of journey so there's nothing to be like ashamed of or anything Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting because it's like we all keep up pretenses because we don't want to be like judged by others or like you know we want to fit in whatever it is but it's very interesting that even after you're dead which is the worst thing that could happen (laughs) you still want to maintain those pretenses because yeah, it's just a part of who you are. So I think the one person that you should be honest to is yourself, which you can see in the characters too. They start off like grandstanding, but then through reflection, they come to realize what they really do feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the main dude? <laughs> I wouldn't say main dude, but his, his clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. I just gotta say. The movie, we're talking about the vibes of it, reminded us of a dark sort of academia aesthetic, just kind of like with the building, the clothes, it was kind of like darker clothes, suits, sort of thing, a bit fancier. It was like a cold but cozy feel. And the main character guy had this sort of e-boy looking hair. He had the, the suit. <laughs> Um, and he had like a brooding kind of aura, but he's still like very introspective and nice. And so we we all we all fell in love with him um, upon viewing. Yeah, like a minute in. <laughs> yeah, I think his journey was also a super important portion of the film because he's someone who wasn't able to pick a movie. And I think like um, like you said before, Michelle, that he 
felt like he needed to take responsibility for his life because there was nothing unique that happened necessarily or like nothing, no happy memories that stood out to him previously. So the memory he ends up choosing, which lets him leave essentially. Let's move on, yeah. Yeah, let's move on is a memory of him sitting on a bench realizing that he had a positive impact on someone else. Like he made someone else so happy. And I think like Daniela said, was a realization to come to that, like, whereas you may not have realized, like, when you walk around, you do affect others, like, you may impact them a lot more than you think. And, yeah, you may mean to them more than you know. Which was why I think, like, that last scene of him was so impactful, because, like, the last thing he sees is, you know, all his co-workers, I guess, looking at him, and they're it's just like a beautifully framed, like kind of like family photo almost. So at first we were kind of confused, you know, why is he just there by himself? But then like you realize he's there because he's content with who he's become, who who he's met, like all his relationships with other people. I thought it was really, really cute. It really was. Because I think it's also kind of striking, like we spoke about before, that the memory he chooses is not one that he lived in his earthly life, but one that he lived like with his workers. So he's still growing. I just realized that, you know, a lot of these people are probably actually dead now, like a lot of the older older people in this movie. (laughs) So, you know, I think that kind of brings me to like, the second reason why I love this movie so much is it's like a love letter to like cinema, to film, and to its ability to like preserve memories and preserve people, you know, even after they've passed on or moved on. That's true. I never thought of it like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, me neither. Because like you can capture these things with other medium like books and like photos and whatever. But I think with film, you know, you see these people, they're they're able to control or like... They have a say in what goes into their own little movies. And I don't know. I think it's just, I think cinema is just able to frame it so well. And like everyone has like a different reaction to to a piece of like film or whatever. Right. So I don't know. I just think it's really, I think it's really special that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's able to capture how something made you feel and show that to others and even if it changes them a little bit or they thought about it for a little bit then you know that medium of art has succeeded in doing what it set out to do and has value and then like the interviews featured in this they were kind of a mix of both real people talking about their lives and like fiction which I think just brings another level to this entire production In what sense? Because it's not just fiction, right? It's not just, you know that these are like real people with real feelings and then they're they're being vulnerable with us even though they don't know who we are and it's just... And I guess it's a testament to the fact that these are actually memories that people have. They're actual memories? Wait, what? Some of them were. Some of them were. Some of them were like scripted. Oh, okay. If they're dead... How can they see the moon? Because we can see the moon because <laughs> of us being on Earth and we have our moon. Where are they? How are they seeing this moon? I think that's my main takeaway from the film. <laughs> You'll have to watch it again to figure out what it means. Just on that, what I thought was really cool as well was that 
the memories are recreated but not perfectly right like the way that they're shot is that they're shot with different actors so it's not really like who you were and the setting obviously like can't be perfectly like what it was when you experienced it ever and the way that it's filmed again changes the way that the memories experienced but i think just in the process of choosing the memory and like the memory itself isn't what's the most important thing in the movie but like the reflection that you go through in order to choose the memory is what is important for you to move on so i think that's kind of what the movie was saying as well like you know in the way that uh, and the fact that they get to re-experience that memory by like helping shoot it and they get to see like all these people care about them and their lives and they get to see that there is something innately good about themselves even if they don't realize it right now yeah no i absolutely agree with that i think um it's not the memory that really matters it's what it triggers in you so like mm-hmm. even now it's like you're not going to remember anything 100%. You're just going to remember you you're going to remember that it happened and then it made you feel a certain way mm-hmm. or, but like you're not going to remember mm-hmm. the exact thing, right? So yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that was really great. But like speaking about the actors, just thinking about the like having having people be you and then having people be people who you knew who were important to you. There's just something about that. Like I don't really know how to Wait, what do that, you mean? Because the memories that they recreated, it's not—it's obviously not with like the actual people that you were, you had a relationship with. It's going to be with mm-hmm. like the actors, and then that one with the guy who was whose memory was about like him as an eight-year-old on the train, and then they had like an actor be him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like, it's just that like concept of self, I guess, and like concept of others, and then separating yourself from others i i I don't really know what i'm trying to say but like kind of like the way of seeing yourself like through someone else's yeah perspective or like through the perspective like through a third party and then being able to kind of like take a step back and see it is like is that like that's me but yeah exactly because i feel like with actors playing other people it's like okay they're there to represent this person but then i think when you have actors playing yourself it's kind of like I'm just thinking about how I would feel about that because it's like oh yeah I am this like separate person and I'm not just like living in my own head like I have like a I have a form that people are like seeing right and it I I don't know I was just gonna say like that reminds me of there's like you know the trend of these biopics coming out sometimes the people like that it's about are still like alive like the Elton John movie I'm like I just wonder how you know I guess that's interesting to see like a part like a good chunk of your life played out on the big screen but observing it as like a third party yeah I don't know how I'd feel that's true and then like again with like actors playing people who you knew and who you love that oh I don't know how that would make me feel because it's like they're not they're not them right so like bringing this into your next life and having them represent this person but not having like the actual one of my friends was talking uh, about how she it kind of drives her a little crazy that she would never be able to perceive herself as someone else perceiving her and for some reason that is never something that I thought about so it kind of blew my mind that since then I've been thinking about it and I was like oh that's completely true because when I perceive someone I have this certain perception of them I view them a certain way like for example you know this is pretty superficial, but like I personally would never be able to objectively tell how 
good looking one of my friends is by like societal standards if that makes sense because like their personality has kind of merged into like my perception of them and it's become very benevolent you know like I honestly think that they're all like 10 out of 10 whereas like objectively you you may not see that (laughs) no problem (laughs) but you know what I mean so I feel like your perception kind of changes based on your relationship with people so it would be so cool for me to see through someone else's eyes how they perceive me mm-hmm. maybe it'll be good like maybe it won't be bad but it's something that you never really feel it's it's like when someone mentions you to someone else and you're like wait a second like I exist outside of my immediate bubble like it's a little bit mind-blowing I think it's almost validating to be like oh like I live on in this like perception that others have of me like it's a sort of validation that's hard to explain but I think like you said getting someone else to play you is is similar to that validation where you're like oh I really do exist as a person like this is how I'm viewed and like you get to see I guess how you would view yourself like if you were able to look as like a third party looking down on this memory so Mm -hmm. and like the creative choices like this actor would make to like be you (laughs) It's like, I feel like it's almost like watching like a whole movie maybe of when you're little and then you're kind of like, is that me? Like, are you sure that's me? Did I do that? You you take notice of things that you didn't know happened or you think like, oh, wow, did I actually do that? Or you can't recognize yourself. Maybe there's a bunch of little children, you have cousins or whatever, and you're like, which one's me? But it is actually you on the screen there. So it's just like, yeah, it's this kind of separation of like sense of self. So then if you had like an actor being you for this certain moment, you'd be like, well, is that actually me? But like, yeah, they're actually playing everything that went through. But is that me? Like, it's, I don't know. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. Because your sense of self is like built up with all of the memories that you've experienced till this point in time. So any single memory that you would be allowed to view or see only captures a small part of who you are, right? Which is why I think that it's like hard to feel like, oh, this is who I am. And like watching like a home video, even though it was who you at some point. Yeah, I think I think that was kind of what I was trying to also <laughs> put into words, but I can't speak. But yeah, I think that like for me, I don't know if if that if I were watching a movie where someone else is playing me, someone else is playing like the people who I love. We've already said this before, but the memory itself, I don't think it's like the most important thing. It's what it triggers in you. But like, I think watching that memory over and over again and then or, or whatever they do in the end, however they they keep it into inter- eternity, but like seeing that and then just having that morph your own sense of self and your own sense of those around you. Because I think a lot of who you are is just separating yourself from other people, right? So I think it's it's just interesting how thinking about how you might change after watching these memories and then you know but also another thing with what you were talking about like watching your own self with Watanabe watching all 71 years of his life this scene really connected to me because like when I was a kid I was thinking like when I die I want to rewatch my entire life too so when I saw that on screen I was like is he reading my mind like <laughs> there's there's got to be a reason why I we were all born in 98 and this movie came out in 98 like there's there's something going on here that also speaks I think to me growing up because as a kid I thought like the coolest power that you could have was to read other people's minds and as I grew up I realized that I don't really want to do that because there's a lot of times in my life 
that I have thought things that I'm not proud of about someone else, you know, or that like, I, I'm glad that someone else can't see that in my mind because that would change how they approach their lives and how they feel. So I think if I was able to read other people's minds, like, of course, like I'd be able to fit, like figure out like who was like fake or like who I wasn't worth spending time with. But I also think that it would warp how I view myself and it may hurt me <laughs> in a way that you never can truly recover. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that I realize, like, like, like our own memories, not, they're not infallible, you know, they change every time we remember them. And that's good in a way because we're able to create and like be okay and like deal with our life. Uh, and in a similar way, if I sat and rewatched all of my life in like an objective perspective like on videotapes I think they wouldn't truly capture like how I felt about it or what that memory meant to me and how it helps me be who I am today so like because it may be different from the facts but like when it comes down to it how does it really matter mm-hmm. exactly what you experienced right like whether <laughs> you kicked the ball this way or that way it doesn't matter but like how it made you feel while playing soccer you know that is what matters so yeah mm-hmm. I agree yeah, I think that's something that I've had to like come to terms with as I grow older. Because like when I was a kid, I'm, I was like, this is the most important thing, remembering everything exactly how it happened. Um, because, you know, I, I don't know. I was just like a really existential kid. I was like crying about like dying and my family dying. <laughs> it was really bad. But um, yeah, as I've grown older, it's just like just being able to live in the moment and, you know, realizing that all my memories, even if I don't remember them, you know, like everyone I've met, everyone that I've had an interaction with, everything that I've done up to this point is what makes me who I am. And like, I don't have to remember them because I am like a product of all those memories, right? So I'm like right here. I I like that. Um, That is very good because, well, for me, I remember I hate seeing anything of myself. I I usually don't look back and look at my old photos or videos. I remember one instance, I think I was in grade two, my mom put up a, a home video of the talent show I did at school. And being in grade two, I was like, oh gosh, I can't look at this. And I like left, I like hid behind the couch and I plugged my ears because I was like, I can't see myself live through that moment again. And then it's just sort of been the same, like, even coming back when pa- my parents are like, hey, let's see this photo. Like, let's see your photos from this vacation and from this trip. I'm like, yeah, no. Like, I'll pick one memory to post maybe, but let's not look at everything else. Because I, I don't know. I just didn't want to think about it. And I'm, I know a lot of my childhood and stuff, like, I don't actually remember. But then I like that point that even if, let's say, we don't exactly remember them or think about it very often, we still are a product of all those memories. and. And things that we lived through, like as a testament that like we're still here. Our memories are kinder to our experiences than they may have actually been. Cause I think as a kid, like most of the like vibes that I get is that I was like I was like it felt magical and I was like vibrant, but I also went through like a lot of shitty things, which I'm sure like all of us did, you know. But with time, like memory kind of sands the edges. So you're not reliving that pain every time you think back on it, which is how we're able to move on. Like I told you guys, I have a terrible memory. I can barely remember what happened yesterday. So how could I remember something that happened like three years ago? But I think I have to come to terms with the fact that 
every single thing doesn't have to be remembered in its perfection or like recorded in its perfection for it to have meant something because like you said we are the product of all of those things like coming together so it had value whether we give it the same treatment that it deserves or not so yeah that's why like it's not too important for me to you know take pictures or whatever because not that like I don't value the memory but like of course I do but it's just that you know it's gonna live on within me something that I've noticed a lot these past few days is that just like a lot of times with like the people who are closest to me I don't actually have a lot of pictures with them like yeah what the heck guys (laughs) yeah I want to do a birthday shout out and I'm like wait a second like I really don't have a lot of pictures and these are the same pictures I've used for every other birthday shout out like so for me I do want these pictures because otherwise you just forget because you're just I'm not even thinking about taking a photo that's like the last thing on my mind unless I make that mental effort ahead of time to remind myself I just think that's interesting. Let's say on like social media or everything, like let's say there's people I've known for like years or like my cousins or my family, like they don't make too many appearances just because it's like usually when you're with them, you're enjoying those moments, which I, I just thought was was very interesting. Yeah, to speak more on that, both of you know I went hiking a lot this <laughs> summer, right? <laughs> what I kind of realized is that I used to be the kid who was like oh yeah like of course like I don't post that much like I don't care much about this but like over time my presentation of like my life on social media or like to other people kind of changed how I was living it like I know a lot of people have talked about this but for me specifically this summer was I think about like trying to find that balance between like wanting to take pictures and remember it for the sake of like remembering it versus like just taking some like nice pictures so I could post them and show others that I've been here or done this so like you know like am I really like going on this extremely hard hike because I want to or because I can tell others I've done so right like I think it was about like finding that balance for me of like oh it's completely okay to take pictures and want to post them and like be happy because you posted them and like you know you're able to share that joy with others but also at the same time like the experience itself shifting to facilitate those specific moments versus like you know you actually experiencing that what didn't change was the number of photos I took it was still the same but I think it was how I approached the situation changed a lot so I really appreciated I think just drawing the line between how much you want to remember a memory versus like live that memory and I think that kind of ties in really well um, to like the ending kind of when the people go to watch the movies and then as soon as they watch it, they kind of just disappear. The first time I watched it, I was like, I want to watch what they made. I want to appreciate the the cinema they made. But then like this time watching it, it's like, you know, I'm kind of glad they didn't show us because these memories are like sacred to that one person, right? Everyone who's watching it won't remember it once they once they move on as well. So like, I don't think we have a right to be watching their memories and like taking that with us because it's just it's so specific and so personal to them I don't think we have the right to it feels kind of voyeuristic if we were to watch it I feel like it would be an intrusion to watch their Mm -hmm. memory I don't know if I would say that exactly but also it gave the film like an open-ended feeling where it's just kind of like they've come here they've accomplished and they've gone on and again like 
this shifts the focus away from like the specific memories themselves to the process. So I thought that was very interesting. Like the only memory that we do end up seeing is of our long jacket. Our boy. Our (laughs) Our boy. (laughs) Yeah. And why do you think they made the choice to show that specific one? I mean, he's kind of like a constant in that setting, right? He's been there for 50 years. Everyone else is, it's kind of just like a pit stop for them. So for him showing that is because he's such a valuable part of that place, I think. But also he's like one of the characters that we kind of have a better understanding of. It's like important to know that he chose that in the end because it kind of solidifies that growth part to him. I honestly thought it was so beautiful that his most cherished memory was the realization that his life had value in others' lives. And it wasn't necessarily about him reliving that one memory that the other lady chose, right? Like his ex-fiance chose. But the fact that they showed us that he still was able to create memories in this other setting where he's still surrounded by humans who are still going through their own things. So... I think that was also a really important part of Chiori, the girl, the main girl, her her growth too, right? Because she's resistant to moving on because she wants to hold all those memories of everyone that she's met and everyone she's like learned from and our boy. Because she kind of she kind of takes on his role at the end, right? So you kind of like it's a cyclic thing. You kind of like I watch the ending thinking that she's gonna move on from this. Maybe it might be after like 50 years, but I, she's going to move on. She's going to pick something or like she's going to be able to let go of her past instead of just like living in it the entire time. I mean, that's what our boy tells her too, right? Because mm-hmm. he kind of realizes like he's been through that whole journey and he's like nearing like the end stages of that journey, whereas she's kind of still at the start. So which is why he tells her like, you know, you'll eventually find a memory that you would want to keep and move on with and then she kind of implies like oh that'll never happen but it will so (laughs) it may even be that memory of him saying that to her but she will find value or something you know yep we really could be talking about this forever i know so let's just wrap it up because i'm i'll cry if i (laughs) keep talking about it i really enjoyed the movie not just because it made me reflect on my whole life while watching the movie and after watching the movie but I think it was just such a pleasing visual experience and it felt like such a warm invitation into someone else's like life to be able to see them grow in those two hours I think the director did an incredible job he knew his limits as well so he didn't try to show like a ton of special effects or make anything flashy but the movie didn't need that the movie needed like those cool vibes that made us feel very warm and all these characters that showed us like oh well you may think or feel that you didn't have an impact like there is good in all of us and that we can just live our lives and still be content and happy and have value so I loved it I just I liked it it was a very sweet movie that kind of had you think more inwards about your life but then also outwards with your relationship with other people's and kind of thinking about like prioritizing like certain relationships in your life because I guess you don't really realize how much these relationships like shape you or other people I guess until it's maybe too late I guess like they didn't really realize a lot of people didn't realize these things until later Uh, like even just with the girl with Splash Mountain like 
at first glance, she thought, oh, yeah, it was that. But then she didn't actually realize the impact of, let's say, a simple moment with her mother had on her life. And that's what she wanted to um, bring with her. So I just I kind of really like that aspect about the movie. Um, I like how it was like very kind of simple in a way, but just very profound. Like they didn't need any extra like showmanship or any extra effects to make it a good movie. Just like the concept itself was very well done. I'm glad you guys liked it because I would have fought you if you said anything <laughs> bad about it. Because I think this is honestly like the zero greatest. out of ten. I'll beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a perfect piece of cinema in my eyes. I think. Um, if I were to direct anything or like make any kind of media, I wanted to have like this feeling, this kind of celebration for life and for the medium. And like, it's just one of those things that I know that like will shape my life and it already has shaped my life, but like, I think it will continue to do so, which is really amazing that a piece of art could do that for me. But yeah, it's got me thinking very differently about my life, about you know, memories about death even. And yeah, I love it a lot. Also, for those of you who are still somehow listening, <laughs> this movie was made the year that all three of us were born. Coincidence? I think, I think not. not. Yeah, this was his second feature film, which was incredible. So what else have you been watching this week? Watching, listening to, reading? What recommendations do you all have? I saw Tenet this week. The new Christopher Nolan movie amazing i recommend it was really good like i guess if we want to be critical obviously it's not as inception or as interstellar but it was amazing it was a great movie to come out of hiding from to go watch and see on the big screen i think it definitely deserves the big screen treatment it was very it was clever it was brilliant and it kept me on my toes it was not a restful movie i had to be paying attention the whole time so i recommend that for sure. I recommend checking out other Koreeda films. He's just a master at portraying relationships, especially like with um, a lot of family dramas. So I think my second favorite film of his would be Still Walking. It's just another one of these like very simple but complex things, depending on how you look at it. And um, Shoplifters too. That was like 2018. It won a bunch of awards and it was great. Great score by one of my all-time favorite composers, Haromi Hosono of Yellow Magic Orchestra. Just check him out because he, he does great stuff. And I also recommend getting your flu shots and be nice to your healthcare workers. Um, so for my recommendations, I don't think I have any new ones, but I have been re-watching Shit's Creek, which yeah. won a bunch of Emmys. And I know it's not really a lot of people's taste. But I, I love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Like, I think all the characters are hilarious. And I think it's very well made. So I highly recommend it. To end it off, I just want to ask you all, what one memory would you take with you in your next life? One, one memory that you could just keep for eternity? Ooh, what an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a while to think about this. I've been thinking about it since I first watched it. My one memory has changed a bit since I've watched this, but I think right now my one memory would just be like in elementary and even at the beginning of junior high. You know how the libraries always had those um reading clubs or whatever during the summer where they would just like make you read and you could get prizes and stuff. 
I just remember my family and I all just walking to the library like every day almost you know we just had family time walking to the library just everything was just so simple back then and I'm like I want that back right I don't know I think that would be it it's not it's not one memory but it's just like a collection of things that I kind of miss I think that's a very sweet memory mine well I yeah in my life I have certain my brain decides to like pinpoint right like certain moments and you're like why this one but one of them that I'll include for that I'd want for eternity I guess would have both of my parents in it we were in Chile I was nine I think I just turned nine and we were coming home from the zoo and we were on like a bus and it was a brand new bus which for me it was like wow this is like a nice bus because the other ones are like old and rickety and we were the only ones on it and so it was just like I don't know it was just like a really nice memory like we sat like halfway kind of closer to the back of us even though we're the only ones on it and it was just me and my my mom my dad me and I was kind of like tired so I was like resting up against like my parents and then we were just traveling on the bus and then I remember always thinking like this is so nice we just came back from like a great day at the zoo we ate really good food we're in Chile I'm with my family and this is great and I was like nine but I was like I'm gonna remember this moment forever so I remembered the number of the bus it was bus 71 and to this day I always like remember like it's an important number for me just because of that like I remember that's the bus number of the bus that you know my parents and I were just vibing on after that day at the zoo oh I almost got emotional explaining that in hearing you talk about it I think one of the first memories that came to my mind hearing you talk about like your family walking to the library was I think when we first moved to Canada and it was like our first winter um I just clearly remember seeing snow for the first time in my life so we were outside of superstore I was wearing a (laughs) t-shirt It was it wasn't super cold because it was like you know first snow. So like my dad, he just like pushed the cart out. My mom was inside, I think in the washroom or something, and it was just it just started snowing. So it was like me and my brother were kind of feeling the snowflakes for the first time, and it just is such a vivid memory in my mind because snow feels so magical, you know, like it's, it's mostly air and it's just the way it was falling, and I was just like, oh, like the world is capable of this. So I thought that was. And I think that's something I'd like to take with me, the same sense of wonder I felt and like being surrounded and like feeling warm, the warmth of my family, even if it was cold. (laughs) So, yeah. I think it's really interesting how all of our memories are about family and being (laughs) with the people we love. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And childhood when things felt simpler. (laughs) So Seriously. Thanks for sharing, y'all. That's it for this week's show, so bye! Bye!